0: Good morning. Good morning, good morning. good morning. Good morning. Cool. Turn this on as well. Isn't God good. Love him. It's good. Right. This morning, um, if you kind of you find us in the middle of a series we're in at the moment. Called Who Am I?, which has gone very interestingly green, it was red. That's fun. <laughs> fascinating, but that's fun. <laughs> and I just, I wanted to start this morning, there are a few things I wanted to say this morning, but the first of those is, I just want to again commend the importance of the fact we're talking about this with you, um, to you. I just want, this is such an important topic and something that is so often overlooked, Nailing what we believe about ourselves and who we fully are and grasping an understanding of our identity is so, so, so important. And we're in a, as a church and as individuals at a moment, are a place where we're exploring that more. We're finding out what, what that even looks like. And more than ever, I just want to ask, I just want to encourage you to lean into all of the stuff we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Please don't treat this as a lot... A series of nice Sunday talks but this is an opportunity for you to step into considering and asking God who am I in you how do I live my true identity and what does that look like I might even go as far to say this is a moment of repentance for us as we change the way we think about who we are there are lies flying in all over the place and identity is really under attack in our culture at the moment And how often do we hear the doubts creep in, the the lies whispering in our ear, I'm not good enough. Are you really that? Does God really say that about you? Those are lies coming in to disempower us, knock us off our our course. And we've been looking at statements over the last... uh, We'll get to that in a minute. Over the last um, few few weeks and it would be so easy to look at those and go oh they're all, I can't say them about me because they're lies, they're not true but God says them about you, it's written in his word in the Bible about you and you could say well I don't look like that, that doesn't look like me, I don't believe I walk in that but as, a, as an illustration, as an example, um, me and a few other guys uh, did a walk uh, last Saturday, 55k. We walked from Y to Dover. Uh, you might see the plaster still on my feet as a result of that. But As part of that walk, that route, you go through an orchard into just before you get to Chartham. And you walk through and there are apple trees everywhere. As you walk down through this orchard, there's rows and rows and rows and rows of apple trees. And But as we walk through in, in June, they're not really, you can't really see any apples on the apple trees. You can't really see the fruit yet of what the potential is. But the guy who planted the orchard there knew he'd planted apple trees. There's a whole set up there with fruit pickers ready to go and pick the apple trees when the fruit's ready to be picked. It would all be a waste of time if we didn't trust that they were apple trees, if they were just random trees. The setup there is huge. But it could be quite easy to say there's no apples, so that's not an apple tree. But it is, because the guy who planted it knows what he planted. He knows what he put there. And in the same way, just that God has created us and knows who we are, he knows the potential that he's put inside of us. So as we look at these statements, today I'm talking about I am victorious. But as we look at all of these statements, they are true about you. And it's just an opportunity for us to change our thinking. For, for these words to fall onto to fertile soil, where maybe we've heard them over and over and over again. To so actually believe them for ourselves. We are called to be believers. There's a clue in the title there. It's not just about doing or anything like that it's about believing and we need to believe this about ourselves and it unlock so much more to us god's created you he's planted you he's made you he knows all about you this whole series is called who am i but it should be who am i in christ because he's created you he knows you intimately he knows you beautifully he Excited when you get up every morning and it says in in the Bible that all of heaven's like on tippy toes waiting in anticipation for the the believers to realise who they are so every morning the angels God is there going is he waking up today what's going on today is there a new realisation of who he is of who I've called him to be They're excited for us to catch on. I know you've been standing up a lot this morning, but I would love us to stand up again and declare these things about ourselves. And let's declare them like we mean them, like we believe them, because they are true about you. So I am in Jesus, I am am forgiven. forgiven. I am alive, raised up and seated with Jesus. I am holy and blameless. I am loved and can grasp it. I am victorious. I have God's power and I've been chosen to bear fruit. That's all true about you. Cool. Grab a seat. So this morning... I'm talking specifically about I am victorious. And I wanted to read this segment um, from the letter of Romans to you. It's a reasonably long passage, but I just got so excited I was reading it. I was just like, oh, I've got to keep reading more and more and more. And I think this is, there's so much truth in here that God wants to impart to us and bring to us and pick out to us this morning. So it's going to come up on the screen, if you've got your Bible, it's Romans 8. I don't know what page it is in yours, I'm afraid, but it's page 413 in mine. <laughs> Romans eight twenty six is where I'm going to start. Hear this and get excited by it, because it's about you. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty, To empower us in our weakness. For example. At times we don't even know how to pray. Or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us. To super intercede. Not just intercede. But super intercede. On our behalf. Pleading to God with emotional sighs. Too deep for words. And God. The searcher of the heart knows fully our longings. Yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny, all he's created us to be. So we are convinced, we believe that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. We're his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born and destined us. He knew all about us before we were born and he destined us From the beginning to share the likeness of the son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters. Who will become just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time. He called us to himself. Then transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness will be co-glorified with his son. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving up his greatest treasure to us, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up, as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything he has to give, anything else he has to give. So who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen and love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued the final verdict over them, not guilty. Who then is to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, For he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death. And he is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us? Since he is continually praying for our triumph. And who could ever separate us? From the endless love of God's anointed one. Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures and problems are unable to come between us in heaven's love. What about persecutions? Deprivations? Dangers? Death threats? No. For they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. All day long, we face death threats for your sake, God. We're considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Thank you for changing that. Yet even in the midst of all of these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us, made you, made me to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now, because of that, I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I am absolutely convinced that his love will triumph over death, will triumph over life's troubles, will triumph over fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens. There's nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There's no power above us or beneath us, no power that can ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Come on. (laughs) Nothing can separate us from his love. So I wanted to focus on that one verse in the middle, which is just the one I was going to read, but then I got excited by the rest of it. So... (laughs) Did you know that you are a hyper-conqueror? Yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a hyper-conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> the, the word that Paul uses in that letter there, it's, um, it's more than a... <laughs> oh, my iPad's playing around all over the place, I might have to hold it. I'm a hyper-conqueror. Paul's uh, word for conqueror in the Greek uh, is nikau. It's where we get uh, like Nike from. It means victorious. It means to conquer. It means to carry off the victory, come over victorious. But Paul doesn't just use that word nikau there. I don't even know how to pronounce that. I'm not Greek. Nikau, but he uses the word hypernikau, which is a conqueror. Imagine taking someone who's active and making them hyperactive or someone who's mobile and making them hyper-mobile. It's that extreme of movement, that extreme of conquering. Yeah. Conquering is when, in, in a war, someone will come off and they'd be victorious. But there's that idea that they'd then gain land. they'd gain, um, They'd gain status. They'd gain a future that their children's children could grow into. They'd gained the wealth of the people they conquered. And the very resources that the enemy was using to fight you are now under your possession. And our resources to bless you and what you're, the kingdom that you're building. It isn't just a nice victory. It isn't just a 4 0 over Malta in the football. It isn't just, maybe, well, it's maybe England winning the Ashes is kind of up there, but not quite there. It means that persecution, tribulation and even death itself for you cannot conquer you. Because Jesus has already defeated them. Even if we die, we go to heaven. Death is defeated. It has no sting. It has no power over us. We are hyper conquerors and have the ultimate victory. We take the spores from the devil, the spores of war. The very places that are the hardest, the darkest and we're able to enter into those. And because of Jesus inside of us, we carry something awesome, and we can step into those places and bring light. Being a hyper-conqueror means that darkness cannot stop us. Darkness cannot stop Jesus. He asked, Paul asked in that passage a bit earlier a question. He says, What can separate us from Jesus? Persecution, danger, hunger, fear, death. And his very clear answer to that is no, nothing. Because we're hyper conquerors. In all of those situations, in the situations, the difficult situations that we find ourselves in, we are hyper conquerors. We have the victory. As the arrows fly in against us, as the lies come in against us, we can stand up and go, no, I'm a hyper-conqueror. All of these things that you worry about in your life, where you find the chaos swirling around you, you can stand in the centre of that and declare, in Jesus, I am a conqueror, I am a hyper-conqueror, I am greater than these things. Can the loss of a job separate you from Jesus? Can financial difficulties separate you from Jesus? Can addiction separate you from Jesus? Can sickness separate you from Jesus? No. Nothing can separate us from Jesus. And the beauty of it is As people who carry light into dark situations, light cancels darkness. It's not like when you turn your bedroom light on in the morning and, and it's dark in there, you have to like, coax the light out. God, I, I bless, I play increase on your light to cancel out the darkness. You turn the light on and the darkness is gone. As I was reading about this and taking it in, I, I imagine situations where, and people that, that I know are difficulties in their life. Go, I don't know how to overcome that. I don't know how, to, how I can take help. Like, I, I don't feel like a conqueror. I don't, feel like, I don't feel like I've got power over the situations that I find myself in. I don't feel like I've got power over death. I don't feel like I've got power over my situation at the moment. And so I asked the question how do we access this idea, how do we access this this hyper conqueringness in our lives? And I've had a few conversations with people about that. I went to God and the really key thing for me in all of this it's in Christ that we're hyper conquerors. It's not in Chris that I'm a hyper conqueror. It's in Christ that I'm a hyperconqueror. It's not in my own power. It's not in Vic that she's a hyperconqueror. It's not in Herbs that he's a hyperconqueror. It's in Christ. And there's a humbling of ourselves as we lay down our own strength. We lay down our own power. We die to ourselves in those situations. And it's in dying in there that Jesus releases the resurrection power. And it's in Christ that I'm victorious, not in myself. So all of these situations that we find ourselves in, how much do we try and focus on our own solutions to get out of them? Rather than maybe listening to the Father's voice and going, God, where are you leading me in this? What's the solution that you have in this? How can I conquer this situation? It's Jesus that won the battle. It's not me that won the battle. I submit to him and I go, Jesus, Father God, where are you leading me in this? We need to humble ourselves, submit, listen to his solutions to the problems we face and the problems that we find that need conquering. And what we stand against, all of heaven is there cheering you on. The armies of angels are there. as we sung in that song just now, this is how I fight my battles. That song's based on our packet passage in two kings. So Elisha. Is, um, is a prophet in the Old Testament. He's basically being chased down by the, the king, a, a king who's basically is at war with Israel at the time. And he ends up in a, um, in, in a village, in a town, with his servant. And this king is so angry, he sends chariots and soldiers to go and surround the city that Elijah's in Elisha's in. And as they're there and as the servant wakes up, he wakes Elisha up and goes, What what, what are we gonna do? What can we do in this situation? So I'm going to read from 2 Kings 6. So the king said, Go out and find where he is, so I can send men and capture him, capture Elisha. And the report came back, he's in Bothan. So he sent the king, sent horses, chariots, a strong force, a whole army there. They went by night and overnight surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God, the servant of Elisha, got up. And went out early the next morning. An army with horses and chariots surrounded the city. My Lord, what shall we do? the servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Those who are with us are more than those that are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see and the Lord opened the servant's eyes and the servant looked he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha Elisha then goes on to pray over and he strikes the army with blindness and then there's a whole um, thing where he leads them into the camp and they share dinner together Which is fascinating, you should read the verse of two kings about that. But God opens the eyes of the servant who can't see in that situation. He looks at the problems surrounding him. The chariots, the horses, the army and goes, What am I going to do? What are we going to do? We can't face this. And Elisha prays for him and his eyes are opened to see heavenly angels, a heavenly army of fire surrounding them. What a sight that would be. And I wonder how often we find ourselves like our servant in the middle of that situation that says, I can't see a way out of this. How do I get out of the, 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 the space I'm in at the moment? How, what do I need to do to, to move? I'm, I'm just a surrounded when it looks like I'm surrounded. God wants us to say, look, you're surrounded by me. You're surrounded by the heavenly host. There's been a... Um, A battle on for this building. And last year I had a picture. We had to negotiate with the landlords. They'd come, come to us with quite an unreasonable rent demand. And God gave me this very picture because I was like, I don't know what to do. And God said, open your, let me open your eyes to what's going on. And I saw a vision of this building surrounded by angels surrounded by angels armies going this place is protected don't worry I've got this absolutely got this and I felt God kind of say that to me and that led to so this was at wildfires not this year gone but the year before that led to me coming back and just a feeling and a longing to come into this space regularly and just worship more an increase in worship and acknowledging who God is and sometimes in those places of, 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 of war and battle, when we're surrounded, we just need to get on our knees and listen to what Father God is speaking to us, what Father God wants to tell us, what Father God wants to release to us, and listen to his divine solutions to the situations we find ourselves in. And it's in those situations we step into who we are as hyper conquerors, because we have the heavenly army surrounding us. And if we've said our yes to him, if we're in relation to him, we are victorious. I am victorious in Christ. I am more than a conqueror in Christ. And so are you. Which is a beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing. Can you stand for me, please? I'll we'll stand for Jesus rather than me, but yeah. As I was preparing for, as I was preparing for, the, for this morning, I think there are situations. I've probably described some of them where you found yourself like the Elisha servant in the middle, of in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a a situation of feeling like you're surrounded, and armies are closing in on you, lies are closing in on you, ill health is closing in on you. Debt is closing in on you. And this is a moment this morning for the scales to be lifted from your eyes, to look beyond what you can see in front of you, to God's God's army surrounding that situation. And it comes from getting on our knees and worshipping. Just in this moment now, I just want you to close your eyes. Just don't worry about the people next to you, the people around you. This is between you and God at the moment. (sighs) Just reminded of when Jesus calmed the storm. He's on a boat with a load of fishermen who know the seas and are absolutely terrified. And in that moment, Jesus is sleeping. He's chilled. He's all good. And they come and wake him up, wake him up. They come and, they come and wake him up. And in, in a split moment, he goes, Storm, shh, be quiet. Go. And that's the power in, in declaration. That's the, 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 the power that Jesus gives us in Christ. We are conquerors. And the storm swirling around us that's causing us to fear. Jesus, in a word, can end it like that. It says, "Trust me in this. We don't need to fear. We don't need to worry." So, the st- I want you to picture yourself in this moment. If you find yourself in a storm, in a swirling around you, picture yourself in that moment with whatever it is surrounding you. And then if you if you want to see your eyes, your the scales lifted from your eyes, your eyes opened. Just ask Jesus to do that now. Maybe it might be putting your hands up in the air, holding your hands out. If there's a situation that you see around you at the moment that's causing you fear, that's causing you to to sink back to causing you to, stopping you moving forward into the fullness of who you are. But ask Holy Spirit right now to remove the, the, the scales from your eyes so that you can see clearly. You can see the solution. You can see angels' armies fighting for you because you are more than a conqueror in Christ. And turning to him, looking to him, that's your solution right there. There's power in that. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week and remember your are loved.